Hello and welcome to the Tuesday edition of Discovering the Jewish Jesus with Rabbi Schneider. I'm your host, Dustin Roberts, and today on the program, we're going to be learning more about today's gospel versus the truth. The Bible gives us so many warnings about listening to the voice of another or listening to a gospel message that the apostles didn't preach. So how do we know that the message we're hearing today is the truth? Well, that's what Rabbi Schneider will explore today as we continue our study from the book of Romans. We'll be touching on two primary points, so let's get started. And with a message that we produced in the mountains of Colorado, here is Rabbi Schneider with today's lesson. You know, the scripture says, be still and know that I am God. And there's something about being in the deep forest like this, alone with God. There's something that happens that isn't quite easily assimilated when we're out in the busyness of life. The scripture says that Jesus often went away to a lonely place to pray. And he went oftentimes into the mountains, just like we're here today in Colorado. I want to bring you today back to the book of Romans. And beloved, the book of Romans is the gospel that was once and for all delivered to the church by the apostles. And so today we're picking up in verse number 16 of chapter 1. And Paul begins by saying this, For I am not ashamed of the gospel. Now, If we want to know what the gospel is, we have to find out what the scripture tells us the gospel's about. Because the gospel that's being preached today oftentimes is not the gospel that was once and for all delivered to the saints. Paul later wrote in one of his writings, if anyone comes to you bringing a different gospel than the one I've brought, let him be accursed. So we want to pay very careful attention as to what the Word of God says the gospel is. You see, the primary difference between the gospel, which is not the real gospel that we're often hearing today in contemporary society, versus the gospel that is written in the Word of God, the primary difference, beloved one, is that the gospel that we're hearing today in the contemporary church is a gospel that is me-centered, M-E. It's all about God is presented to us through contemporary preaching oftentimes in such a way that we take God to use him to achieve the American dream. In other words, if you believe in God, he'll give you your best life now. If you believe in God, he's going to answer all your problems with your finances, with your marriage. You're going to get a job promotion. You're going to be successful, wealthy, and happy. And it's all about God making us happy, it becomes all about us, rather than it being a gospel that is first of all about glorifying him, about glorifying the creator. You see, the gospel that Paul gave to us was a gospel that begins when mankind recognizes the evil in his heart, his sinful state, that because of his sin, he's separated from God and hell-bound And that because of this sinful separation between God and man, in the Lord's compassion, Yahweh, 
the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, fulfilled his promises in the Hebrew Bible by sending a redeemer who is Jesus, the descendant of Abraham. And if we'll come to the God of Israel through Jesus, God will take away our sin and bring us into fellowship with himself. This is what the true gospel is. It's not about God becoming a magic genie that all I have to do is use the right formula and he gives me the American dream. So I want you to pay real careful attention to what the word of God teaches us about the true gospel. Because remember, Paul said, if anyone comes preaching a different gospel, let him be a curse. Beloved, you and I need to pay attention to God's word. So let's continue. Verse 16, chapter one of Romans. For I'm not ashamed of the gospel, for it's the power of God for salvation to everyone who believes, to the Jew first and also to the Greek. Now, the English word salvation here is taken from the original Greek manuscript in which the New Testament was first written And the original New Testament word for salvation is called sozo in the Greek. And what it means is wholeness, spirit, soul, mind, and body. So when Paul says that the gospel is the power of God unto salvation, what Paul is actually saying is is that through receiving Jesus, we're brought into wholeness with God. And this wholeness all comes through relationship. causes us to have shalom, completeness, spirit, soul, mind, and body, so that the deepest longing is the human soul are met in God, not with things, but in God. You see, Jesus said, this is eternal life, that you would know God and Jesus whom thou hast sent. So this good news, this gospel that Paul is bringing is designed to bring us unto salvation, which makes us whole in Jesus simply because we're in relationship, we're in unity with our creator. Let's continue on. He says, I am not ashamed of the gospel in verse 16. I want you to consider this. Paul said, I am not ashamed of the gospel for it is the power of God unto salvation. Now, as I just said that, many of us, it didn't really register that much. You're listening to me, and maybe you're even paying attention and engaged, but somehow it didn't strike you. When Paul said, I am not ashamed of the gospel, that phrase, for many of you, it didn't strike you, but I want it to strike us. There's another portion in the New Testament, the written word of God, where Paul tells us, do not be ashamed of the testimony of the Lord. Now, I consider myself, beloved ones, a pretty bold witness for Jesus. I mean, when I first got saved in 1978, I mean, if you were in back of me at the grocery store, I would have turned around and started witnessing to you because I knew that Jesus said, you shall be my witness. And I didn't know if I'd ever have an opportunity again to witness to that person in back of me at the grocery store. So I said, I better do it now. So I'm simply saying that I consider myself a bold witness for Jesus. But you know what I recognized? Even I sometimes have to reject being ashamed of the gospel. What do I mean by that? Please forgive me, God, for even saying that. But I recognize it in myself. I had a little card that I got printed up. It's called whoami.com. It's just a little business-sized card. And it has three questions on the back of it. Where did I come from? Why am I here? Is there more than this? 
And then on the reverse side of the card, it just says our website, whoami.com. And when people go to that website, I present the gospel to them. So I was in my car one day getting ready to go into, I forget even what kind of store it was. And I had some of those cards in my vehicle. And I said to myself, I'll bring that card in. And when you check out at the store, give one of the cards to the person that's checking you out. And you know what I sensed? Even in myself, a hesitancy, like, oh, why do I want to do that? They're just going to reject me. They're just going to think I'm some weirdo. But I said, no, do not be ashamed of the gospel. And I know that there's some that are listening to me right now, and you've really struggled with this. I want to encourage you, come out of your comfort zone. I know it's hard. I'm not condemning you. God loves us, but we have to, beloved, be his witnesses. Paul rejected being ashamed of the gospel. Let's continue on. For I'm not ashamed of the gospel, for it is the power of God for salvation to everyone who believes, to the Jew first and also to the Greek. Now, this is another point. I know we're going slow, but this needs to be pointed out because you know what is so unfortunate is that many people in the church, they feel, you know what? The gospel is good for the Gentile, but they think, but Jewish people, do they really need the gospel? Many people that consider themselves Christians, they won't witness to Jewish people because they think, who am I to witness to Jewish people? They're God's chosen people. I'm not gonna force my Jesus on them. And many Christians shrink back from testifying about the Messiahship of Jesus to the Jewish people. But notice what Paul said in verse 16. He said, the gospel is the power of God for salvation to everyone who believes. Now listen, to the Jew first and also to the Greek. Paul didn't say the gospel is the power of salvation to the Gentile. He didn't say the gospel is the power of God just to the Greek. He said it's to the Jew and the Greek. Either Jesus is the savior of the world or he's the savior of none. Either he's the Messiah of everybody or he's the Messiah of no one. He is the only message that brings salvation. And so don't ever be intimidated by presenting your faith, beloved, to a Jewish person. They need Jesus just as much as you do. This is why Yeshua said to his own beloved kinsmen, the Jewish people, he said to the Jewish people, unless you believe that I am he, meaning the Messiah, meaning the sent one that they were expecting, he said, unless you believe that I am he, you will die in your sins. You're listening to Discovering the Jewish Jesus. And now Rabbi has a special message for our monthly partners. Shalom, my beloved Mishpocha, that's Hebrew for family. My beloved monthly partners, I wanna thank you from the depths of my heart for financially supporting this ministry. Your contribution is truly making a difference. It's a partnership because without you, we can't get the word out. Because of you, we are seeing people come to faith every single week. We get testimonies of people being healed of physical problems, even delivered of things like depression, suicide, homosexuality, you name it. God sends forth his word and it doesn't return void. Thank you for letting us broadcast the kingdom through television, radio, podcast, YouTube, Amazon, Apple, Roku, and more. I couldn't do without you. Thank you for your love and financial support. 
Like Rabbi said, we couldn't do this without you. Thank you. And now back to today's message. In the Torah, Moses said, the Lord's going to send you, he was speaking to Israel, a prophet from amongst you, just like me. And Moses said, whoever does not listen to him will be cut off. In the beginning of book of Acts, Peter said, Messiah Jesus is that one that Moses was speaking to. Moses said to the Jewish people, God's going to raise up from you and for you a prophet, a deliverer, just like me. And anybody that does not listen to him will be cut off. And so Jesus, beloved, is the savior of all. Again, if he's not the savior of everybody, he's the savior of none. So Paul says, it's the gospel that saves people to the Jew first and also to the Greek. Now let's listen to the next verse, verse 17. For in it, he's speaking of the gospel now, in it, the righteousness of God is revealed. What does Paul mean when he says in the gospel, the righteousness of God is revealed? Well, to understand what Paul was referring to there, let's look in verse number one and two of this same chapter. Paul is introducing himself in his message and he says this, Paul, a bondservant of Christ Jesus, of Yeshua the Messiah, called as an apostle, set apart for the gospel of God, now listen, which he promised beforehand through his prophets in the Holy Scriptures. So Paul said he had been made a messenger, an emissary, a sent one to announce this message in verse number two, which God promised he would bring beforehand through his prophets in the Holy Scriptures. In other words, in the Hebrew Bible, in the Torah, and in the Hebrew prophets, God had prophesied that he would raise up a deliverer, that he would send a Messiah. The Jewish people were waiting for this. The time that Jesus came to the earth, there was such messianic expectation. And many false prophets and false messiahs had already arisen in Israel. But God finally, in the fullness of time, sent forth the true Messiah. He sent forth his son. And so Paul said, in sending forth his son, in bringing the gospel to us through Yeshua, his righteousness had been revealed. Why had his righteousness been revealed? Because, beloved, he did what he promised he would do. He promised that he would send somebody, once again in verse number two, promised beforehand through his prophets in the Holy Scriptures, and now he did it, and because he did it, God's righteousness is revealed. He does what he says he's gonna do. He's faithful. So we're continuing now. For in this gospel, and God bringing it forth in it, the righteousness of God is revealed from faith to faith. As it is written, the righteous man shall live by faith. And what is happening here is the scripture writer, Paul, is highlighting the whole fact that salvation has always been through faith. We think about the first Jew, Abraham. How did Abraham come into a relationship with God? Did he do it by keeping the Ten Commandments? No, because the Ten Commandments hadn't been given yet. But Abraham came into a relationship with God by faith. God came to him, he heard God's voice, he believed God, and the scripture said it was counted unto him as righteousness. Yeshua, the scripture tells us, is the seed of Abraham. It's that which Abraham promised. 
when Abraham, when God said to Abraham, through your seed, Abraham, all the nations of the earth shall be blessed. Yeshua was that seed. Once again, in the book of Galatians, we read that this is taken from the Torah as well, but we find it quoted in the book of Galatians where God said to Abraham in the Torah, Abraham, through your seed, all the nations of the earth shall be blessed. And then Paul in the book of Galatians tells us that the seed that God was referring to when he spoke that to Abraham in the book of Genesis is Jesus. So how did Abraham come into relationship with the Lord? Through faith. How do we come into relationship with the Lord today? Through Yeshua, through faith. And so we find in verse 17 that this gospel, this message of salvation, it's been from faith to faith. It started with Abraham and it culminates through faith in King Jesus. Now, next time we get together, I'm going to be talking to you about the beginning of understanding the reason that God had to send the Messiah. God loves us. He desires us to be happy because he's a happy God. But unless we understand the seriousness of sin and its consequences, we will never truly have apprehended why Jesus came, why his blood was shed, why he was nailed to the cross. And so we find in Verse number 18, for the wrath of God is revealed from heaven against all ungodliness and unrighteousness of men who suppress the truth and unrighteousness. Now remember what I said earlier in today's episode. The book of Romans is the most comprehensive doctrinal statement we have in the entire word of God to understand our New Testament faith in Father God through Jesus. It is the gospel. If we don't understand the main concepts in the book of Romans, we will not understand the gospel. And how does Paul begin to help us understand the gospel? Number one, he tells us it's good news. It's the power of God for salvation. And then he tells us in verse number 18, what it is we need to be saved from. And what Paul tells us in verse 18 that we need to be saved from, beloved ones, is the wrath of God. Listen again. For the wrath of God is revealed from heaven against all ungodliness and unrighteousness. I want to talk to you next time about the wrath of God and the fear of God. Not to cause you to feel condemned, but to help us understand, beloved, how serious sin and its consequences are. And to receive into our heart the precious truth that the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. The fear of the Lord is clean and it converts the soul. We need to walk, beloved, in the love of God and in loving God, we also have to have a holy fear of Him because the love of God and the holy fear of God together transform us and conform us to the image of Jesus. You see, even Yeshua said, don't fear man that can kill the body, fear God who can destroy both soul and body in hell.
You're listening to the daily Bible teaching of Rabbi Schneider. And to learn more about this daily program, visit discoveringthejewishjesus.com. And well, if you're like most of us, you've struggled with being ashamed of the gospel at some point in your life. But what we need to understand is that when we shrink back from sharing the gospel, there is so much at stake, not only for us, but for those who need to hear the message. And that's why unique programs like this one, they're so important. And with your partnership, we can keep preaching and teaching God's word to those God has chosen, but who don't understand what that calling yet means. The fruit of this program truly is represented by the lives of those who are saved each and every day and walking closer with the Lord. And to share a little bit more about what your partnership means, here is Rabbi once again. Beloved, because of you, we're able to preach the gospel as it was originally given by the Apostle Paul. Many of you that are watching today realize that there needs to be a correction in the message that's being proclaimed. By preaching through the book of Romans line by line, we're getting a balanced understanding of what the gospel message really is, and people need to hear this truth. You see, Yeshua gave us commission, and the commission was to preach the gospel to all creation. And the gospel that needs to be preached, beloved, is the gospel that you're hearing. Through your financial support, millions around the globe are hearing the good news of Messiah Jesus. And you know what, beloved? In participating with this ministry, you are playing a part in preparing the earth's atmosphere for King Jesus' return, and you're being obedient to what he told you to do, which is to spread the good news of his coming return. Thank you for your financial support. As you're being blessed by this ministry, I would simply ask you, beloved, to support it with your finances because it's a spiritual law of the kingdom. To partner with us right now, let me invite you to go online and to give. You'll find all the details on how you can give a monthly gift along with instructions on how you can automate your gift too online when you visit us at discoveringthejewishjesus.com. You can also send your generous financial gifts in the mail by writing to us at Discovering the Jewish Jesus, P.O. Box 777, Blissfield, Michigan, 49228. That's P.O. Box 777, Blissfield, Michigan, 49228. Or if it's easier, you can also give us a call at 800-777-7835. And as our way of saying thank you for your monthly donation, we'll send you the latest copy of our insightful and encouraging newsletter, along with Rabbi Schneider's message of the month. And if you sign up as a new monthly partner, we'll send you an additional gift of appreciation, an authentic shofar that's handcrafted in Israel. And this beautiful instrument, it'll be a tangible reminder of your commitment to serving in God. God's kingdom. And we invite you to be a part of this momentous occasion now by visiting discoveringthejewishjesus.com. And right now, let's wrap up today's message from our series, Journeying Through the Book of Romans, with a special blessing. Here is Rabbi Schneider. Blessings trump curses. And in the book of Numbers chapter 6, we find the ironic blessing that God commanded Moses' brother Aaron, the high priest, to speak over the children of Israel. There's power in blessing, beloved ones. So take part in receiving Father's blessing upon your life today. 
you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine on you and be gracious to you. The Lord lift you up with his countenance and the Lord give you, beloved one, his peace. God bless you and shalom. I'm Dustin Roberts and Discovering the Jewish Jesus is a production of Shalom Ministries. Join us again next time when Rabbi Schneider shares a true story about creation's denial of God. That's coming up Wednesday on Discovering the Jewish Jesus.